It is 21 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Chris Isike, political analyst from the University of uh, Pretoria, as we look at uh, the fallout following the elections in uh, Nigeria. Peter Obi of the Labour Party in Nigeria has announced that he will challenge the outcome of the country's fiercely fought presidential elections after official results awarded victory to the ruling party's candidate, Bola Dinubu. On the other hand, though, Dinubu has expressed his readiness to defend his mandate in court. But what's even more interesting about this entire situation is that international observers, including from the EU, also noted logistical problems, uh, disenfranchised voters, and also lack of transparency by the Independent National Electoral Commission. However, though, the governing party has said that as far as they are concerned, the elections were free and fair. Chris Isike now joining us on the line. Chris, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Well, it goes without saying that this was anticipated, that uh, this matter will end up in courts, but some already saying that there's no way that the court in Nigeria would overturn these elections. What's your take? Well, thank you. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, Look, it's, I understand why people are cynical about the judiciary. Yeah, yeah, for some for the last uh, 20 years or so, uh, the judicialization of elections, the electoral process in Nigeria, um, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been, you know, uh, rampant. But um, that doesn't mean that people should lose hope and dismiss the judiciary uh, willy-nilly. Um, there is a tribunal, an electoral tribunal, that will uh, handle the case at first, at first go. If uh, uh, Peter doesn't get justice there, he can then go to the appeal court. If he's not happy, he goes all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, and the Supreme Court is a body of uh, justices um, uh, that would, uh, you know, it's very difficult for, uh, you know, for anyone to say that they're able to capture the judiciary. I don't think the judiciary is fully captured aspects of it uh, here and there different jurisdictions yes but not totally especially at the supreme court level so there is hope at that level that you know um, he could get some reprieve uh peter Obi also has a history of of, of tenaciousness and, and and fighting you know uh, uh, cases like this and and actually winning them uh, he's done this twice before so he knows exactly what he's doing he's got he's got that evidence and he's actually fired the cases already uh, this afternoon because the other thing is that the, 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 the governing party is arguing that if you look at um, the previous elections and where, for instance, there were concerns that have been raised around the order and how the process was being followed around the elections of the governors, is as far as they are concerned, if you look at Lagos right now, so Obi won in Lagos, so surely they're basing this on that assessment that it can't mean that the elections have been rigged, but is there fa- is that a fair assessment basing it only on one region? Well, it's it's not a fair assessment because um, you know uh, he, he, if you want to be, look at it carefully, uh, you will find that he actually won Lagos with almost twice the amount of votes that were eventually allocated to him. So there was no way they, w- they were going to you know rig that, and, and that's why they had to consider that. And I think that this whole thing was adopted. Deliberately to, to to spin this kind of narrative that what he, he he won in Lagos. If we were going to rig the election, would yeah. have at least ensured that we won it. So it's something that was done deliberately. But then states uh, that he was uh, supposed to really win squarely, he was rigged out like the river state, right? Uh, where uh, people are alleging that he he, uh, he won uh, 
in a landslide, but he was then allocated second position uh, behind the, the candidate of the ruling party. So um, that's not a good argument to make, and it will fall flat by the time the evidence come out uh, that show that there were discrepancies between you know, resource capture at the pulling units uh, and what was eventually created at collision center. Yeah. And then looking at the um, the Electoral Commission as well, um, and I see that the EU observers are complaining, for instance, around issues of a lack of efficient planning and also lack of transparency. Um, mm. But but does those concerns really weigh heavy enough to then argue that on those bases the elections couldn't have been free and fair? Well, um, the the reports, observations of um, observer bodies um, do not really uh, carry weight in, 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 in court, right? Uh, but the, uh, <clears throat> they can be supporting evidence uh, um, that one can make and they could become swing factors uh, depending on uh, the, the amount of evidence that's available. And in this particular case, virtually all your observer missions, both local and international, I agree that, you know, um, um, there was a lot of uh, mismanagement of the elections, uh, you know, apart from the logistic challenges that he faced. There were issues with uh, uh, ballot, you know, the Labour Party candidates in, in specific areas not appearing on the ballot. Uh, INEC has acknowledged that mistake. And then the so, so-called glitches in the, um, in the uh, you know, uploading of results on the Beavers machine, mm-hmm. uh, which should have happened and, 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 and you know, in, in, you know, uh, made the elections more transparent and credible. That was that was not done. This was done for the House of Representatives and Senate elections. Uh, and these three elections, that of the presidency, took place at the same time. The papers could upload results for the House of Representatives and uh, Senate, but could not do that of the president, which ordinarily was the you know igniting factor for attracting people to to the polls. So. Um, it, 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 it's a tale of uh, contradictions, many contradictions that would be unraveled as, as you know, the days go by. Yeah. So part of um, elections and observing elections is also what happens post the elections. And I wonder from your end and your vantage point, uh, considering, of course, that uh, what um, the president-elect right now, Bola Dinubu, had asked for and called for was unity amongst the candidates and also to unify Nigerians in general. Do you see a possible fallout over the elections which may just spill over onto the streets outside of the small pockets of protests that we saw after the announcement of the elections? Um, look, first of all, uh, the ruling party uh, candidate does not have the capacity uh, from his body language during the electionary campaign. His, his um, speeches um, and, and the kind of things he said, his respect he showed, to his opponent, he doesn't have the capacity. So whatever he says now are just political speak, standard expected, you know, um, and that's one. Secondly, um, I, I do not think that there will be any spillover. There's been a, much as this, uh, the elections were doctors, results were doctors, the elections uh, were a win for Nigeria, okay? Um, the residents showed, they came, they voted. The residents showed in doing that. The unity of purpose, the focus, and even the way they organized themselves um, was, was was very admirable. And the results that were not doctored, especially those at the um, House of Representatives and Senate level, um, were, were actually groundbreaking because they swept 
um, you know, political juggernauts out of office, uh, you know, by electing ordinary people to the Labour Party, um, you know, where they fielded candidates. They, they, they won, you know, for example, 65 seats in the House of Representatives and 10 seats in the Senate. It's the first time in the political history of Nigeria that the French Party, uh, you know, wins that much in the House. So if there was going to be any kind of violence spilling into the street, uh, it would have already happened by now. What I see the young people doing is organizing themselves in such a way to take this fight back to um, their oppressors, um, uh, you know, digitally. This is what I think that they are going to be doing. And they have the surveillance, they have the knowledge, they have the intelligence to organize and, and actually carry out the campaign. Use our complement the, um, you know, mitigation um, efforts of, of Peter O'Kean and Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. That's uh, Chris Isike, who's a political analyst from the University of Pretoria. It's half past three. Time for the news headlines.